This is a ENN podcast for Field Exchange 66, a special edition on adolescent nutrition. Good day, listeners. My name is Natalie Sessions, and I'm one of the senior nutritionists at ENN. And today I have the pleasure of unpacking further one of our articles published in our latest edition of Field Exchange, issue 66, which is a special edition on the nutrition of school-aged children and adolescents. This particular article that we are featuring today looks at youth leadership and the unique role of youth junior parliamentarians in Zimbabwe. Today I speak to Progress, one of the article's authors. Thank you so much for making the time, Progress. And before we begin, I was wondering if you could start by telling our listeners a bit about yourself. Hello, my name is Progress Kajetu. I'm a young nutrition specialist. Uh, responsible for the adolescent nutrition program, uh, as well as the adolescent and youth engagement within the health and nutrition section uh, in Zimbabwe. Great, thank you. So the junior parliament is quite a unique feature in Zimbabwe. Can you tell us a bit more about it? Established in 1991 is a move by the Zimbabwean government to effectively um, engage young people within the policy process. The Junior Parliament of Zimbabwe is an official platform for children to be engaged on um, matters affecting them. And it is also a platform for children to bring to the attention of policymakers, that is government and stakeholders, uh, of the challenges that uh, young people face. So the Junior Parliament of Zimbabwe is a recognized uh, structure within the government and it mimics the structure of the Senior Parliament with each constituent having a Youth Parliament representative. So it basically has a Junior Senate and the National Assembly, uh, which constitutes uh, about 80 and uh, 210 members respectively. The Junior Parliament of Zimbabwe is housed by the Zimbabwe Youth Council within the Ministry of uh, Youth. Uh, And these youth parliamentarians, um, they advocate for the rights of the children and the inclusion of youth voices in government processes, as well as decision making. The article explores advocacy efforts by youth parliamentarians to engage their peers in nutrition improvements. And Progress, I was wondering if you could describe how the capacity of junior parliamentarians was built in order for them to become youth advocates for nutrition. Since its inception, the junior parliament has been instrumental in highlighting the key challenges that Zimbabwean children and youth face. And among those challenges, uh, nutrition has also gotten its fair share of attention. The Zimbabwe Civil Society Organization for Scaling Up Nutrition Alliance, Zixosona, with technical and financial support from UNICEF and working together with the government ministries such as the Ministry of Health and Child Care, as well as the Ministry of Primary and Secondary Education, recently worked on a project to uh, capacitate junior parliamentarians as youth advocates. This was done through capacity building of junior parliamentarians on important topics which would equip young people to be effective change makers. Capacity building was done using the Nutrition um, Advocacy Toolkit, which was developed by Save the Children, which highlights the challenges that uh, young people, adolescents and youths 
uh, face today. It also teaches about leadership and how to be an advocate and provide uh, guidance on how to plan and implement an advocacy campaign or initiative. Following this, the advocates uh, then drafted their own advocacy campaigns, which they would have to implement within their constituencies. Great, thanks so much. And and following the capacity building, I understand the youth parliamentarians developed action plans of how they could improve their own school food environments. Can you share some of those activities that were included in these plans? Across the six districts in which the 55 uh, junior parliamentarians uh, capacitated were from, action plans put down by the advocates focused on improving nutrition within the environment uh, that they and fellow young people spend a lot of time within, which happens to be the school environment. So advocacy plans were developed with the help of uh, respective uh, school health authorities, such as the school health masters, the headmaster, and with the technical oversight of the implementing partner, Sixosuna, uh, the plans developed included uh, activities to improve the knowledge and decision-making related to healthy eating and maintaining an active lifestyle. A solid example of this was through peer-to-peer -peer education within uh, the school, through the school assemblies and within the school health clubs. Another uh, action plan, um, developed included the engagement of uh, important uh, stakeholders such as vendors and uh, school tax shops and the school development uh, committees to influence uh, what kind of foods are made available within the school environment so that we improve they improve the you know availability of healthier foods and snacks another interesting example uh, of the action plans were to Im targeted uh, improving um, availability of fruits and vegetables by learners, which was implemented through the establishment of school orchards within schoolyards in order to promote the access uh, and availability to fresh fruits by adolescents. Gosh, that sounds really interesting. I understand that the project was implemented until June 2021. And given that it has now ended and with the benefit of hindsight, what advice would you give to other countries wanting to promote youth leadership on nutrition advocacy? For other countries who might want to implement a project similar to what Zimbabwe did, I would recommend a stronger support or engagement uh, of uh, parents and guardians, guardians um, who happen to be very influential in what young people eat, um, maybe because uh, they are the decision makers when, on what is bought within the household, or also they do provide uh, maybe money for what is bought um, at school. Uh, or they also happen to sit within the school development uh, committees who have uh, influence over what the school food environment can look like. Another recommendation I would give would be a longer period of uh, implementation to be able to measure and experience the impact, especially on behavior change. So as part of the project activities, the junior parliamentarians uh, within this project uh, raised a notion with senior parliamentarians on improving school food environments. 
to which uh, senior parliamentarians are pledged their support of such efforts. Uh, in the future, it would be good to measure the pledges um, based on action or based on uh, changes made or financial support allocated by the government to su- support such a cause. Gosh, thank you so much, Progress, for your time. It's really great to hear some of your insights. And if listeners want to read the article, it's available on ENN's website under the Field Exchange Issue 66 publication. Thanks so much, Progress. I really appreciate you speaking to us today. Thank you for listening. You can read more about our special issue of Fields Exchange on the nutrition of adolescents and school-aged children on ENN's website. Read the Adolescent Nutrition Special Edition of Field Exchange to find out more at ennonline.net slash fex.